Welcome to the Good News Only Radio Show, where you only hear good things about good people. My name is Tanya McIntyre, and as you may have guessed from the name of the program, I am passionate about positive media, because I spent a very long time being immersed in negative media, every day in fact. I was a broadcast journalist, and I was a broadcast journalist long enough to know over 20 years that there's an agenda for mainstream media, and that agenda is to perpetuate what I like to call the FUD factor, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Because when you think about this, when we keep hearing sensational headlines and embellished facts from mainstream media, what happens to us? Well, I think we actually start to believe that our world is full of terrorists and teetering on the brink of implosion at any moment. And then what are we more likely to do? I think we're probably more likely to go out and buy something to feel better, or maybe even take a drug or other substance to make us feel better. I really believe that we need positive messages to outweigh all of that mainstream media and advertising garbage that we're inundated with, constantly telling us that we're never enough, we're never smart enough, we're never attractive enough, and we are definitely never slim enough. And if you are slim, have you heard this, you're not the right kind of slim. <laughs> so I encourage everyone I meet to take the diet that really works a digital diet. Don't watch, read, or listen to news and feel how much your life improves. I'm so passionate about positive media, I founded The Good News Only back in 2010 because I wanted to provide a resource for people to watch, read, and hear all the good things about all the good people in the world. And as always, I have one of those good people joining us for this episode of The Good News Only radio show. Her name is Holly Hall. Holly is an astrologer, and she's also a psychic. She helps people transform their lives. Holly, welcome to the Good News Only radio show. Great to have you here. Thank you, Tana. It's nice to be here. Now, Holly, you created, I had a little bit of time to kind of go around your social media posts and your website, and I noticed that you have a group called TLC Tribe. So I love, you know, tribe is a very trendy term now. Everybody has a <laughs> tribe. But your TLC Tribe, it actually stands for Transformational Life Coaching, which is what you do. That's right. right. Yeah. So what, if I were to join that group, what would happen in that group? Uh, basically, they're regular clients of mine that I talk to on a monthly basis. I coach them on a monthly basis using my psychic psychology and astrology. And it's a limited uh, membership. And they're able to ask me questions throughout the week whenever they've got some issues around work or their children or their parents or whatever it might be, their neighbor, their dog, uh, they can ask me. And then weekly we have uh, les lessons and sessions. Um, I also have an online radio show they can call into and get some free advice throughout that week too. So it's basically a support group and I use the astrology um, and psychology to support them through making decisions throughout the week. I love that idea. How can, how can we join? Where do we go? Well, you go to holly.consulting. So it's www.holly.consulting. So rather than .com, it's mm -hmm. .consulting. And you can go on there. It'll say TLC Tribe, and you can join there. Very good. All right. So your psychic readings, how mm -hmm. did you decide to do this? And well, you don't really decide, do you? Because it happens. It happens, <laughs> right? So how did this evolve? For yeah, you. I love telling this story. So in my 20s, just a few years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm air quotes here. Um, 
I was trying to discover my psychic because my I come from a family of psychic third generation. So my mother was tarot card tea leaf reader. My grandfather, my grandmother was actually the last of the gypsies to settle in Hungary, and she also had psychic abilities. And so I was I'm a very practical, rational, down to earth, logical intellect intellectual. And so I was like, if I can't see it, feel it, touch it, it doesn't right. So I wasn't getting these mirages of psychic visions. And a friend of mine approached me a new friend of mine approached me in in my 20s and said you might be good at astrology and I went oh that doesn't work <laughs> I said what is that he goes you know the planets and you read the planets and it tells the future and I went no that doesn't work he goes here's I've got a few bo- three books and it was um you read them one after the other uh the only way to learn astrology and I think I read that first book which was very at the time um it was teaching you how to mathematically draw up a chart, which is mm. a two and a half page. If you do it on, it's two and a half yeah, pages. It's, it's quite in depth. So it's very mm. in depth. It's very it's very mathematical um, and and full of symbols. So it's like reading Chinese when people. So you have to be able to translate every single symbol and which are planets mm-hmm. and signs, uh, the twelve zodiac signs that people are familiar with. And uh, I read that book in a month, mm. and had it down pat and probably within the next month I read the other two books it was like a language I was relearning it's like I'd known it before and I was just relearning it again I picked it up so quickly you must have because when someone talks to me about you know the Venus and Mars and stuff my eyes glaze over (laughs) with a lot of people (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it is it's a um, I think a lot of people know their general their general sun signs but it's a lot more than that. You've got uh, 10 planets and 12, uh, two, uh, the sun and our satellite moon. And then we've got some astrologers go even further and use uh, called mini planets. They're not quite the size to be a planet yet. Uh, Chiron, Juno, there's, there's a bunch of them. I don't always use those ones. Uh, but then there's the aspects, which means the combination of each planet, how far they are away from each other if they create a square, mm-hmm. which is the... 45 degree um if it creates a a trine which is 90 degree distance that's where all the math comes in anyways all of that speaks a language to me and it tells i can see their soul when Mm. i look at the the map well i was just going to say what does what does the planet alignment have to do with what whole what may be coming in my future i know logically it didn't make sense for me for the longest time but it, it worked i mean if i did this plus this equaled an answer and it wasn't just that's where the psychology came into it I was very hesitant to even I didn't even have the business for the first 10 years I didn't tell most people I was an astrologer I didn't try to launch myself as an astrologer because I had a hard time a lot of people would see it as fortune telling mm-hmm. and I had a really big pet peeve around a fortune teller I didn't want to be a fortune teller I didn't want to tell people that they had no control over their future because I believe they do but what it does do is when you're looking at a chart it tells me who you are, all the tools that you have as an individual, all the unique tools that you were born with. And some of them are challenging tools to use uh, that need to be worked on a bit. And some of them come to you as a gift and are very easy. So I take a look at that on a deep psychological level. And then I go, you know what, here's a window of opportunity. It's asking you to use these three tools that you have to create some abundance in your career. Mm. And you can create that abundance in your career at this time, this window of opportunity. And these are the people that are going to come in. I'll see a man coming in. I'll see a woman coming in. Then my psychic ability kicks in. Mm-hmm. That's when it kicks in. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a in-depth counseling with yeah, yeah, with yeah. the psychic ability 
blended in there. It's and sometimes people have blocks, and I can clearly see that. Mm-hmm. I'll have people say, "Well, like uh, I can't, I can't do that," and I'll be why? Well, because emotionally, um, I I don't like confrontation, which I can see that. And I go, "Then let's look back at your mom, because it stemmed up from your mom." I see a situation happened when you were eight. I can see all of the. I can describe their parents to them to a T. Wow. So my job, my mission is to help them let go of those blocks Hmm. so they make better decisions and choices when those windows of opportunities come. So you really feel that genetically you were just inclined with this ability? Yeah. 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 I think I've done it in another. I believe in reincarnation. Mm -hmm. So I believe I've done this in another life. Many lives. It's funny (laughs) you talk about reincarnation because uh, when I was in my 20s, you know, how you're exploring who you are, you want to discover yeah. who you are, you're sowing your oats, so to speak. And the regression was just becoming a popular thing at that time. And this uh, married couple was, was offering regression therapy. Mm-hmm. And I had met them at a cocktail party and I said, yeah, I'd be very interested in trying that. Of course, I was very skeptical because I really didn't know what to believe. I was brought up a Roman Catholic, so I... Same. I, yeah, <laughs> I kind of caught... I, I, I loved what Sinead O'Connor had said when she said, I'm a recovering Catholic. And that said, yes, that's exactly what I am. Yeah. So I, I didn't really know where I fit. I was mostly agnostic, didn't really know what I believed. And then, of course, my dad, I'm currently writing a book in his honor called Philosopher Dad because he loved to explore all possibilities. You had a great dad. He was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I think he was, he and Wayne Dyer were definitely uh, kindred souls because yeah. when I discovered Wayne Dyer, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's my father. You know, my father's advice. That's what I grew up with. Right. And I just... I, I was open-minded, like Wayne Dyer always says, keep your mind open to everything and attached to nothing. Right. So that's what I did. I kind of went into this experience. It was it was kind of like a hypnosis, and I wasn't really sure at the time what I was experiencing. I had some very distinct experiences that were kind of like dreamlike under hypnosis, but I didn't really know what it meant until years later, like 30 years, or 30 years, pardon me, 10 years later when I was 30 and got married, and my husband, being from the UK, brought me back to the UK to meet his family. And as we were going over the Tower Bridge, I had this profound feeling come over me that I had been there before. And then I remembered 10 years prior, that regression, what had it was there. It was the same. It was exactly the same. That's where I, I had been. Yeah. It was just so, oh, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. So, I got goosebumps listening to you talk about it. So I totally believe it because yeah. when it was happening to me at the time, I had no idea what it was meaning to me. So just to give you a little bit of insight, you're thinking, well, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was um, all I could see was how I was dressed and how I was feeling. Important. Yeah. Yeah. And... So I knew I could describe to the person who had me under hypnosis that I was walking along a, a waterway. Didn't know where it was, but it, it, and I said, there are, it's, it's a dirt walkway. There are gas lights. I, I'm not really sure of the year, um, but I do know that I'm a school teacher and I'm feeling very sad because all I've ever wanted in my life was to be a mother, but that's never happened for me. Mm-hmm. So. Instead, I'm a school teacher, and my pupils really are my children. Mm-hmm. But I'm just overwhelmed with depression, and 
feeling sad, I'm living in poverty, and I'm actually walking to my death. I'm going to walk off the end of this pier and swim until I can no longer swim anymore and I'm just gonna drown. And of course, I've carried into this lifetime a profound fear of water. I love being near water, but I don't wanna be on it or in it. And I'm wondering if that's part of that too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, so that, that experience like, wow, that wow. is. Wow, I had a similar one when I was younger too, reoccurring mm. dream. So I can relate. And yeah. I discovered uh, factually that that was a past life of mine, that reoccurring dream. So I totally believe I can, that. I and do. Of, and of course, I'm, I'm all about law of attraction because it's a law of the universe. Everything is mm -hmm. vibrating. And when we meet people, Holly, you know yourself. Within 30 seconds, you know if your vibrations are jiving. That's right. right? You either connect with that person or you don't. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, too, because some people you, you meet and think, oh, my gosh, we must have known each other in a past life. Because or I, you repel. Exactly. Like, I don't even it's know you, and, and I, I can't wait to leave this room. Exactly. <laughs> it is that yeah. intense. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I totally believe that. Uh, and like Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer says, God rest his soul, he always says, you know, this is, we're all spiritual be beings having a human experience. experience. And this energy, well, scientists, you know, have proven we can't destroy energy. And no. that's all we are, is just yeah. these vibrating blobs of energy. So yeah. definitely our soul continues on. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a physicist right now. Like his name escapes me at the moment, but he's considered sort of a, uh, he's radical uh, in, in the industry. Mm -hmm. And he's talking a lot about the universe and quantum physics. And uh, he's talking a lot about how a lot of the pictures and even the black holes that are in the universe, if you take a look at e the connections and the energy, we have, he will compare it to the brain, the heart, and the stomach, and that same sort of picture of the energy connecting looks very similar to almost it looks exact you put them beside each other they looked exact mm. uh, energy so I do believe that everything um, that's out in the universe out in the planets is directly connected to us and we're directly connected it's the same as we are to animals and the water and the moon I mean there's a reason that the moon moves the tides if we didn't have our moon that's a whole nother story but if we didn't have our moon our planet would probably die because it controls a lot of our weather right and, and we, maintains a lot of our weather and we human patterns. beings being 70 percent water right of course Plus. our whole biology is affected by the tides right absolutely yeah yeah and if you if you work at any type of emergency wards uh in the hospital uh if you're a fireman or police officer they'll all tell you that all the crazies come out on a full, full moon, moon. Yes. Bur a lot more births yeah. on a full moon mm -hmm. yeah. amazing so speaking of that whole connection, right. there was a question that we had just kind of glazed over and you said, oh, I'm not re really sure if I want to answer that. So <laughs> I'm going to throw it Exposed. out there. <laughs> because I believe that we are in many ways products of our environment. Right. And we are bio-psycho-social beings, right? We, right? we are just longing for that connection and everything is connected, mind, body, spirit. So our biology is directly connected to our psyche, our emotions, and that, that everything is directed and directly affected by our environment. Right. So I, I can explain how my environment kind of shaped who I am, mm -hmm. but by the same token, my sister grew up in the same environment. We are completely 
different people. And if you talk to us, we're only seven years apart, you would swear that we grew up in different households raised by a different father. Yeah. So I'm curious to know how you think your environment well, it's interesting that you say that because with a lot of my sessions, um, I do work with uh, parents wanting to discuss their children. Mm-hmm. Why do I have two children that are completely different? First of all, they're completely different from each other, and neither of them are anything like me, you know. And so they're struggling with it, that, you know, the the opposing characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, as a child, myself, I I don't know how how easily I was affected by my environment. I know that I always wanted to know what made people tick. I was bullied a bit when I was younger. My parents separated when I was quite young. And I didn't understand why one person was a bully and another person was a genius and another person was caring and another person was funny. You know, it's like, why are we all completely different from each other? So that's, I think, where my psychology started. I started being fascinated with what makes you tick. I think a part of it, too, with um, my parents separating, not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. So I had to do some inner work. And so my, I would always check in with myself. Well, why does this hurt you? Why does this bother you? Why is this upsetting you? I'd always kind of turn it on to myself. So I didn't take their personality, their struggles, their separation personally. I know growing up, because in my youth, I was not as exposed to commercialism, but that's when it started, mm. right? It wasn't so much at, it wasn't so much in your face like it is now right. or has been for the last 20-something years. So I think if I were to answer that question even now, I find the environment with media, I'm very much on the same page as you are. Mm. Media consumerism is my biggest pet peeve. And I'm just as guilty. I mean, I don't live in a square box with nothing in it. <laughs> you mm. know, I definitely try to live as minimalist as I can. And I think we all do. But it's almost almost not a choice right. because it's so we we're so exposed to it. And I think we're highly affected by the energy around that. Where, if you're conscious about where does your food come, one, mm-hmm. come from, where does your your top come from what kind of energy has it gone through from there to here Mm -hmm. and then when we see the advent of uh, such cheap merchandise available to us right I mean that's very tempting but then nobody really contemplates uh, the root of that right if we're not paying the value Mm -hmm. of something then that's got consequences that go run very, very deep, yeah. right? We're, we've literally become a throwaway society because there's no value. There's no intrinsic value in anything anymore, materialistic yeah. stuff anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and all the people with the double-car garages and their two cars parked in the driveway because there's no room in the garage. Yeah. That, how do you describe insanity? Yeah. And a multi-billion dollar storage industry that we never had before. Yeah. Right? Now, you're bringing up a young woman. How yes. how do you find things are different for her growing up than they were for you? She's a shopaholic. It drives mm. me crazy. I watch her. I'm like, she shops. Now, I, I, I brought her up to go to um, secondhand stores. And so she does that. But she goes and finds the Nikes and the Reeboks and the Lululemons. Mm-hmm. And then she sells them online. She's become quite an entrepreneur. But she probably has a a thousand things in her closet and wears the same 10 outfits every (laughs) single day like and she knows it she knows that she's sort of trapped in this whole buy 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 she makes her own money Mm. she's gone worked since she was like 12 because she wanted an iphone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i said you're not getting one till high school so she's quite aware she's quite aware that she is trapped in this consumer kind of world Mm -hmm. um 
and I think all I can do is I planted a seed and she'll check in with herself and but I think a lot of the children including her are going to struggle when they first purchase their own more their own homes if they can if they can they won't be able to afford half of what we could afford right and well there's a big co-housing movement on just because of that reason right I love it yeah I I love it because we need to get back to the tribe we need to get back to the village and unfortunately I think it'll have to go to extremes we're not going to do it by choice it's not human nature no when we're happy and everything's going fine we don't make changes not most of us don't no but it's so true because social scientists have said that once our community our tribe goes beyond 150 people mm-hmm. we become desensitized mm-hmm. you know we really do need that commune that village mm-hmm. of 150 people to really feel connected yep so we need to get back to that for sure. So I need to now say, how do you really think mainstream media messages are influencing the generation of young minds compared to how we were affected? Because I remember, you know, the teen magazines really were my only outlet yeah. to be exposed to images that, you know, were unrealistic, but it still programmed me to think that, oh, I'll never look like that, so I'm inferior. Yeah. It still set that seed for me. Just just by having that tangible magazine that I would look at weekly, yeah. right? And now kids are just inundated with thousands of these mes- these messages and images that are totally unattainable. Yeah. We're, we're processing, I think the last I heard was 60 to 70,000 thoughts every day and they're all negative. So that's... Yeah. that's uh, because it's doing exactly what you said. You know, you're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're not thin enough. Mm. You're not healthy enough. You need this for your health. You need that for your health. You've got, you know, we got leaky gut syndrome. We've got, you know, everything mm-hmm. known to mankind, right? So we're all worried and guilty too. We're all worried about all the different things that we need to do for our health. Uh, and at the same time, we want to look pretty and we want to look young and we want to be youthful. And our young children, our young, um, the young ones are worse than off than we are because I think as as we mature you know we're aging so we naturally are like yeah I'd like to look the way I did in my 20s and 30s but you know I've got a 19 year old just turned 19 year old she's been worried about the way she's looked since she was 15 Mm -hmm. and she's gorgeous and all her friends same Mm -hmm. you know I'm not saying they're all like that other ones may be she's a she's a very uh, strong personality and she wants to ha- she's a high achiever so she's also worried about her education and I want to have a really good job and it's just so much worry that yeah. all of this you know presents and it creates you know how high uh, the rise has been in teenage suicide Suicides. and teenage yeah. anxiety and stress and my daughter being one of those mm-hmm. people too and it almost is mainstream in school it's like if you don't have a mental health problem in school you're you're not in Right. <laughs> You're not oh, yeah. in the flow. Well, there are so many mental health issues now cropping many. up that didn't even exist. Related to what? Not just 20, psych- psychology, but even the food that we're ingesting and mm-hmm. the energy in the in the air. Is it because do you think we keep looking outside of ourselves for answers? Yeah, I did. I do like these little mini podcasts uh, for my clients, and I did one that was focusing on um, on exactly that. You know, it's not that. I will have clients that come to me and go, help me make a choice. I, 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 or I don't have enough choices. I have no choice. This is what I got to do. And I'll show them all the different choices they actually have. But we get so narrowed in that this is what I have to have and I have no other choice. And I said, you know, the problem is we have too many choices. Mm-hmm. That's the problem now. 
absolutely. It's not that we don't have enough choice. We have way too many choices. Too many. Mm -hmm. It's not simplified. I just went through that, actually. I had my nails done. Yeah. And I was just looking how nice they are because I like black. <laughs> they gave me this whole color chart to choose from. Actually, I think three different ones. There's like 50 different colors to choose from. And I said, Took you like That's 20 minutes to too choose. Many, too many choices. Excuse I said, me. you know what? Black. I like black. Let's yeah. just go with black. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a reflection on, you know, the lack of color in my life, but I, I'm thinking, well, yeah. Black oh. goes with everything. Exactly. I love black. I love black. All my most, I'm actually quite colorful today. You are, yes. My, my one friend says, is that how you wear is black? <laughs> That, I like black. This conversation works so well for radio. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so now that you are, um, you're kind of out there as a transformational coach, mm -hmm. astrologer, mm -hmm. psychic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, I was what? very lucky. I got endorsed by um, Dr. Shafali, who's a regular on Oprah, mm -hmm. and she endorsed me, and I've been really busy ever since uh, on top of those people recommending me as well, too. Because I don't just – the first thing I do when I sit down with, with a client is I look at their chart, and I start talking about their standouts, and I start talking about them. I've I had um, – you wouldn't believe how many times I've had people say, like, are you in my house? Are you a fly on my wall? Do you have a camera in my house? Like, how do you know? How do you know all this about me and my husband? And what's really cool is that I help validate who they are because we're all trying too hard to be somebody that we're not. Yeah, and kidding. that's the stress that causes us so much stress. And I validate, like, and we're, we're so, when we have one talent, each, everything has a yin-yang. So if you're a, a, a go outgoing uh, person who, you know, pushes the envelope and you pave your own road and you make your own dreams come true and you've got that eager energy about you, that's the same energy that's going to get frustrated, that's going to be short-tempered, that doesn't have a lot of patience. You have both. Mm -hmm. You can't have one without the other. But we misplace our we misplace our characteristics sometimes. We put them in places that they, they shouldn't be. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just work with people, and I go, you're exactly who, and they, they, they have tears. You know, they walk away from my sessions happy with themselves. Nice. Yeah. Now, we should uh, tell our listeners, Dr. Shafali, she wrote Conscious She wrote Conscious Parenting. Parenting. And she's uh, been and she on wrote Out of Control, which was for teenagers that with, we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. They've got some of the mental health issues. And she's been on Oprah many, many times. I did a reading for her before she got famous on Oprah. I told her she'd be famous on Oprah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and actually, she's coming to Toronto September 30th to do a whole parenting, uh, conscious parenting workshop. And she's, yeah, she's quite this, quite popular out there. If you've got a couple of kids, she's a go-to. Now, see, this this podcast will live on in perpetuity. So that's September 30th, 2018. 18. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So possibly <laughs> by the time people are listening to this, that will have passed. Yes. But I'm sure uh, the doctor's work will live on for a long time. Mm -hmm. Holly, what's your biggest challenge now as an entrepreneur? Wow, that's a big, big question. Um, I think... I, w I want to I want to be more in working with groups, doing mm -hmm. more speaking mm -hmm. um, in front of larger groups. And because my work is pretty much one on one, I'm not like a psychic or, or a medium where I can just stand up and just pick somebody from the audience and say, you know, your father's here and this is his name. Right. You know, I need to be looking at somebody's chart and I can quickly on radio. I can do it really quickly. Um, on my website, you can find where I do my radio and I can do readings quite quickly. So I think my challenge is trying to figure out how I'm going to do that, mm -hmm. do, do a larger platform right Very now. Good. 
How can people get in touch with you? A couple of ways. So there's the website, which again is an, well, there's a couple. There's www.holly.consulting rather than .com. So that's H-O-L-L-Y dot dot consulting. consulting. And then there's Astro, so it's A-S-T-R-O, holly.com. That'll take you to the same website. Perfect. And then Facebook is Holly Consulting 8. Excellent. The number 8. Mm-hmm. And now when you're doing your, your, your radio show, is that live calling? Can people yes, actually live? live calling. It's, it's blog talk radio. You can find it on my website. Excellent. Well, we have just been yakking here for 30 minutes almost. It feels like five. I know. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so I love much. It. I love Thank I you. love what you do, Holly. Thanks so much. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Good News Only Radio Show. And you know what I'm all about, right? Encouraging you to be the gatekeeper of your mind because our minds are like gardens, right? We plant the seeds and they grow when they are nurtured. That's the key. We need to nurture because if we're not tending that garden, what happens? The weeds creep in and they take over. And those weeds are all that negativity that we let seep into our minds very often without us even realizing it. Things like mainstream media and advertising messages that keep telling us we're never good enough until we go out and buy something to make us feel better. We can even feel the effects of negative song lyrics, for heaven's sakes, and even negative friends and relatives. Oh, man, yes, sometimes we have to love people from a distance, right? So just be aware of all that stuff you're absorbing into your mind, your garden. Are you sowing good seeds? Are you tending all those weeds? Take the diet that really works. You can get that digital media fast on my website, www.thegoodnewsonly.com. Thanks so much for listening. My wish for you is to always live well, laugh often, love always, be mindful, and stay positive.